Between the kids being home and hosting, everything in our house gets used up in summer. With Instacart, I can save money by stocking up on all my favorite summer brands. I save time by getting everything delivered in as fast as an hour. And I save myself a sink full of dirty dishes by stocking up on paper plates for the annual summer cookout. Save more on summer essentials? Spend more time enjoying summer. Add summer to cart. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to the Final Four is not on the schedule. Rod, we got the sad base intro for this one. Uh, 79 to 65 Northwestern over Michigan State. Uh, and this was ugly, Rod. This was, um, 13 at half. They were down, uh, and it didn't get much better. Northwestern pushes it out to 21 at one point. Uh, and then, you know, they rally a little bit, but this really wasn't close all game, Rod. What happened here? Uh, it was a comprehensive loss, that's for sure, but, I'm going to start out with what I think is the biggest deal because you can have nights where you don't hit shots. And, you know, there there are other critiques of Michigan State's offense that are possible than that. I think they settled at times, Mm -hmm. which led to that. But that's, that's not where I start. It's defense. We've been talking about it for several games now. Basically, the last time I thought they played, a really good defensive game was against Duke. Um, U of D in spots, but the last two against Western and um, against Oakland, we talked about it a lot, right? Mm-hmm. How Michigan State's perimeter defense, which is supposed to be the strength, that's where you've got proven guys who have done it in their careers in big games, in high-pressure moments, and they were not good. Well, you saw a level up in competition from what those teams brought, and you saw the results. Michigan State was just horrible defensively. And I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from Northwestern. Northwestern played a very, very good brand of basketball. We had talked about in the preview that they had just crazy shooting numbers. But given the opposition, you didn't know what to make of it. It was only four games worth, and they had only played one real opponent. Well, we saw tonight, you know, maybe the shooting's real. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly was tonight, but but Michigan State made it easy. And again, I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but the fact is, you know, it's, it's one thing if you're just knocking down tough shot after tough shot. They had easy shots most of the night. Now, Bowie was so hot that he hit some shots that you wouldn't necessarily call good shots, but not a lot of them. Most of his shots were great shots because mm. Michigan State didn't guard anybody. You know, um, 
I haven't looked at the message boards or anything, haven't looked at Twitter, so I don't know if people are bitching about Rocket sitting for as much as he did. But let me tell you something. For as much as he struggled offensively, and he did, um, if he doesn't start guarding somebody, he shouldn't play much. This is now a problem officially, Mm -hmm. and I don't get it. I don't understand it. This is a kid who, whatever the case last year with his shot, at any point, he at least guarded people well. We are not seeing that right now. He was guarding Boo Booey for some of that, a good portion of the time he was on the floor, and he just got shredded. But he wasn't alone. Aaron Henry, who's been defensively, he's been the one guy who's been really good defensively this year, terrible. Mm -hmm. Michigan State, as a whole, got beat every way you can get beat defensively. Lost, lost cover, lost sight of their man and got cut to death a few times. Didn't play the pick and roll particularly sharply tonight. Got taken off the dribble. Um, didn't recover to shooters well enough. Um, blown assignments, bad switches. I mean, you name it, they did it. And, and so they got what they deserved. They got whipped. You know, mm. so that's, that's where to me it starts. Now, on the broadcast, they talked a lot about the rebounding, and that's an issue too. Um, but what one thing I will say is Northwestern has been a pretty good defensive rebound, very good defensive rebounding team this year. Um, I think they said Michigan State had, I don't know what the final number was, nine or ten offensive rebounds, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which is okay, but they didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. There were no second chance points. And, and so, I look at that, you know, it's it's funny. The one thing they did reasonably well, and I, again, I'm not sure what the final numbers were, but I don't think they hit double digits in turnovers. No, they only had eight. Like, yeah, that's the only thing you can say in the entire game that they did well tonight. But the, anyway, the rebounding, I think that's going to, again, that's been a concern of mine from coming into the season uh, they didn't give up much on the offensive end against Northwestern, but Northwestern really doesn't crash the boards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much you could take from that. Uh, I, but I, I think next to the defense, rebounding pales in comparison is a problem. That was a bad, bad defensive game. And I really I don't understand it because this team has shown at points how good they could be defensively. We have guys with track records who should be defending better than this. Mm-hmm. And the per, you know, the, the post guys were not good. Don't get me wrong. I, Markey was a disaster. Julius Marble was not good. Anybody who's questioning why he's not playing more minutes, you got your answer tonight if you were paying attention. He's not checking very well. He's not handling pick and roll very well. He got he was one of the guys who got burned a few times. Um you know, the post guys were not good, but it was the perimeter group, in my opinion, that was just god awful. And and honestly, if you look at the point production Northwestern had, that's where a lot of it came from. Bowie, obviously, but Barry had a big game. Um, but the worst moment to me, the moment where I just I felt like Judd Heathcote on the sideline just pounding <laughs> his head was in the second half where Anthony Gaines, who can't shoot is at the arc, and he pump fakes, not a particularly good pump fake, and Aaron Henry, of all people, loses leverage, kind of half goes for it, and lets Anthony Gaines beat him to the rim. 
That 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 should never ever ever <laughs> ever ever happen. Yeah, and it happened. Yeah. Tonight. So they got what, like I said, they got what they deserved. They got their asses kicked, and they had it coming. And and maybe now, after this, maybe now, as a group, they're going to look in the mirror and say, "Hey, maybe we need to be better than this. Maybe we need to brand a little bit." You know, because they got away with it against Western and UAD, frankly, too, and Western and Oakland because they can overwhelm these teams. But this is a Big Ten opponent. We had, we talked about it coming into the season. We talked about it in the preview to this game. And you saw it tonight. Northwestern's clearly better. They're a better team. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to spend all of this <clears throat> talking about how bad Michigan State was because that devalues North, Northwestern played a very good basketball game. So, you need to give them credit. And that's not the last win they're going to get in Big Ten play this year. I guarantee you that. Um, you know, I said, I think in our preview, that I know I've said it on the Spartan Mag board, that um, already I don't think they're the worst team in the league as I picked them. Mm-hmm. I, there are teams that have looked worse than they have. And tonight just further solidifies my opinion in that. But but nevertheless, if if you want to think about, forget winning a Big Ten. You want to think about competing for it, being in that upper tier group that we've put Michigan State in. You come on, (laughs) (laughs) you're not even close to that level. The only silver lining in all of this, and it's minor, is the last time, as they pointed out in the broadcast, the last time this happened, the last time Northwestern beat a top five team was in 1979, and I remember it vividly. It was not on television. It was a game that was only accessible on radio, and it, I believe it was a Saturday afternoon. And I remember listening to it, and I could scarcely believe it because Michigan State didn't just lose. They got kind of tattooed in that game, too. Mm-hmm. The difference was we were much further along to the season. That dropped MSU to 4-4, four and four. and those were the days where you had a maximum two bids out of the league. So you're already 4-4. Four and four. I think they were three or four games behind Ohio State in the league race at that point. It felt like it was over, you know, and this was a team that had been number one in the country at a point earlier in the season. You got Irvin Johnson, you know, all of that, and they're 4-4. Four and four. The good news is that team rallied from there and, of course, won a national championship. I'm not prepared at this point to assume that. <laughs> History is going to repeat in that regard because this team has a long way to go. But if you're looking for any tiny, tiny silver lining, that'd be the only thing I got for you because otherwise this was disgraceful. So what do you think is going on with the offense here? I mean, five points for Hauser, five for Watts, um, two for I mean, you know, Honestly, people are gonna, a lot of people are going to harp on that because it's the easy shit mm-hmm. to understand. Anybody can watch the ball not go in the basket. I was I was not happy with the offense in some ways because I well I'll tell you the first thing I had a problem with I think as I mentioned a few moments ago they settled a lot they did, really didn't focus on getting the ball into the post and yeah. I thought the few times they actually tried I thought some good things happened but they just didn't go to it you know uh, for starters Joey Hauser. I understand he's a playmaker, he can handle the ball, he's a shooter, you want all that. you got to put his ass in the post more than is happening. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've, we've seen a little bit of so far, and, and I don't know whether that's him 
or I think it's a combination of him and what Michigan State's trying to do offensively. But the balance needs to change, in my opinion, because uh, Robbie Hummel quoted a stat, which I had not seen anywhere else yet, but I'll believe it, that Joey Hauser coming into this game was shooting 71% on post-ups. Well, I want that, right? Yeah. They should be getting more out of that. I thought Aaron Henry, they went to once or twice, and they didn't go back to it. Go back to that. Aaron Henry can do damage down there. The only guy who really did much was Malik Hall. Mm. Um, and they they got to do more of that. But that said, Michigan State missed a lot of good shots. The yeah, threes that it, they took, most of them were good looks. They just didn't hit them. And so that can happen, you know. This is, I'm not prepared to declare it's the apocalypse. We've talked about it. Coming into this game, they were what? They were over 36% as a team. Yeah. So they had an off night. I'm not, I'm not prepared to think that's going to be a continual problem. I think for a couple of guys, for, for Aaron Henry and Rocket Watts right now, it's something they get, they need a, those two guys need a good game shooting the ball to get back on track. But as a team, that part of it doesn't worry me very much. Um, I just think, as I say, if I've got anything to come, and the turnovers weren't much. Um, they weren't an issue tonight. But I think um, if I had anything to really complain about, it was the balance. It's Even though a lot of those threes were good shots, I just I didn't think they were intent enough on getting the ball to the block and and seeing what happens when you do that with some regularity. And that's something attempts, that, 31 three-point attempts out of a total of 67 seems – awfully high it is it is and some of it is credit northwestern's defense for that but but some of it was you know michigan state as i say not being intent enough in my opinion on looking to go down low and i expect that that is something that you're going to see rectified i would be surprised if that's something that is a let's go very very much so that to me is the bigger complaint Mm. offensively it was not that you know, because again, I can't, I can't get that upset about missed jumpers if they're good shots, and most of them were pretty good shots. So I'm not upset about that. They moved the ball decently. Um, I don't think they did very much in terms of penetration. I thought Northwestern, and and I'll give Chris Collins um, credit for something he did that I, I thought was smart for his team. Um, in the second half, when Michigan State was kind of edging back into it, they got it. I think they got it as close as eleven. Yeah, at one point ten. I think maybe 11 even 12. ten. Okay, yeah. whatever it was, they got they got just on the precipice of maybe making it a game. He switched into a zone, and it was kind of an extended zone, and it it's not great. Michigan State didn't handle it very well, but what it did do is it was forcing them to use clock. And that was a pretty smart move because it put it put MSU I, – I, I would compare it to when a football defense plays deep late in the game. Mm-hmm. They'll give up yardage underneath because they don't care. Their enemy is the clock. It's not the offense. You know what I mean? And yeah. so they'll give up stuff underneath to force the clock to keep running and at least to force the offense to take time to score. Um, I think that was the effect of what Northwestern did. And so that was, uh, you know, again, it's not something I would advocate doing, Michigan State doing, 
But in this particular game with that team, I think it was probably a pretty smart move. And it, and it did have the effect of forcing Michigan State. If you look at those possessions from like the six, seven minute mark on, mm-hmm. Michigan State had to use a lot of clock. They didn't get many quick hitters, you know. And, and so credit to them for that. I think they did a nice job with it. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, that's, you know, they didn't get anything done in transition, which, you know, give Northwestern credit. Their floor balance was good. They didn't get beat very – I can think of – I think they said Michigan State had six transition points. Hmm. Um, I can think of a couple in my memory where it was obviously – there was one Aaron Henry had, where uh, which which was – I think was a dunk. The dunk, yeah. That, uh, that was impressive down the, down the left sideline in the first half. But that was kind of it, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's to, – to me, that's where – you can complain about the missed shots, but to me that misses the point because the I really think the game was lost defensively. And if this team is going to be anything close to what we thought they could be, they, they've got to be massively improved from this defensively. I mean, that work's got to happen now. Mm. You know, because this is, this is now becoming a problem. And the saddest thing is we've seen them guard well the Notre Dame games and the Duke games there were long stretches of those games where Michigan State's defense was sensational not just good it was incredible and that's just been gone lately and I'm not sure why that is whether it's Cadillacing, lack of effort lack of focus I don't know but the physical tools are there we've seen this group execute but they're not doing it right now. And if they can't play better than this, man, it's going to be a long season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the one player who looked like he was at one point sort of taking over, Langford, he just yeah. fouled himself out of the game. Um, yep, yep. Every yeah, time he was starting bad. to get there. Because you're, you're right. I mean, Josh, Josh, when he was able to play, was actually aggressive and was reasonably good. But um, – just wasn't able to avoid fouls. Mm. I mean, that again, that goes back to the defense. The perimeter defense was just not good. That's Josh Langford should never be fouling out of a game. Yeah, that's a at his position and what he's at. That shouldn't happen. You know, and and it wasn't bad calls. He just he played poorly and got himself at that end and got himself into trouble. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot. I mean, to me, the the thing that's the thing that I'm most hung up on right now is Rocket Watts. If you're going to talk about an individual, because he just, the last few games, I mean, Michigan, this dive defensively that we've talked about and the struggles coincides with the way he's playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and today, mm-hmm. of course, the offensive end, his shot wasn't falling again, second game in a row that happened. He didn't do a lot in terms of creating for other people, and then defensively he was just terrible. They can't compete at the level they want to compete at with that Rocket Watts. They need the guy who has shown up at times this year and who we believe he has the potential to be, but he's got to decide that he wants it. I mean, I don't blame Izzo, man. Long stretches in this game with Foster Lawyer at that spot, and you know why? Foster Lawyer was better tonight. And that's not saying that Foster Lawyer was playing great, it tells you more about where Rocket's at. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, 24 minutes for Foster in this one. Six points, yeah. five rebounds, two assists. They had to. I mean, what choice was there? Rocket wasn't guarding anybody. And he wasn't doing anything offensively. So other than that, he was great. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm saying this because we know what kind of potential he has. We know what kind of – I mean, Mike Krzyzewski talked about him after the Duke game, that he was the difference. Mm-hmm. And he was right. You know, he's had other games this year where he was outstanding, but it can't be an on-off kind of thing. It needs to be on all the time. And and maybe that's one good thing. If anything good comes of this, it's that this group now was reminded of what kind of effort and focus levels you need to bring if you're going to compete in the Big Ten, this Big Ten. Because this Big Ten, every goddamn night, you're playing a team that can compete. Yeah. Every night. No more nights off. No more horrible teams. You can just kind of roll out the ball and beat. Not happening. You know? And, and it's got, I think it's got to start with him. And the other thing is, and this is something that I thought maybe we were seeing signs of positive development. Uh, but I wonder about it after the last few games and now this. They need to have some leadership emerge. You know, Aaron Henry, who I thought maybe had turned a corner in that regard, he didn't really show up in that way to my eyes Mm. tonight. Um, You know, I don't know that Joey Hauser is that kind of personality, uh, but Joey's got to play a lot better. I mean, The one thing I'm grateful for, I guess, is that it looks like Joey's knee is okay. Yeah, Um, that was a little weird because it didn't look like he hit it. No, no. It was hard, and it didn't look like he landed awkwardly or anything. It was hard to tell what the problem was, but thankfully, and I didn't think he moved poorly after he came back in in the second half, so, so that was good. But, um, yeah, I mean, something's, you know, these are the kind of moments when the team is playing that way that in years past when Michigan State's had a guy or, or a couple guys who could just galvanize the team, you know, you get that and, mm. and it arrests poor effort, focus, stops it cold. They could use somebody like that. It's probably wishing for something that just doesn't exist on this team right now. But, um, boy, it would be nice because it, it would have come in handy tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, are there any players that um, you want to talk about in particular? Um <laughs> You know, the only what what were Malik Hall's numbers? Uh, Hall, I don't 20, have the numbers in front of me. Twenty two minutes, ten points, nine rebounds, three assists, four for seven from the floor. He hit a three. Yeah. I think he's Steel. one guy who can feel pretty good about the way he played. G- Gabe Brown to a small extent, Josh to a small extent, but the one guy who I thought competed the way you need to compete, it was was Malik Hall. Um, and you know, that's, I mean, that, that's about the only fully positive thing I can say about a player tonight. Cause you know, for the things that Gabe did well, he was also part of that defensive atrocity and the same for Josh. So Malik was the only guy I thought really, you know, worked his ass off mm-hmm. and, and rebounded the way he needed to. He, he got inside and battled. Um, I thought defensively he was pretty good. You know, Northwestern's front court guys didn't get very much done. And there's a lot of 
punched. Well, I shouldn't say that. Nance had a good game. But Malik wasn't guarding Nance. Um, he was, I think he guarded Barron and, um, and Cop, and those guys really didn't do very much. So mm-hmm. he's the one guy I would give a passing grade to. Yeah. So if you look at the keys, Rob, this is not going to be a good report card here. Uh, guard no. the arc. Yeah, a handful of those shots were shots that you give up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bowie, if, if somebody wants to take them, you live with it. You know, he banked one in. He hit another one from, I don't know, about 28 feet. You know, there were a couple in there, but most of them were good looks. And I just thought Michigan State was simply not nearly good enough mm. you know you you come in regardless of what we said in the preview about yeah they've shot well but it's four games it's three substandard opponents you don't know if it's real blah 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 the fact is on a scouting report you go with what you've seen so far and the scouting report would have indicated hey this team shoots the ball mm-hmm. you know and you couldn't tell by the way michigan state defended it yeah you just yeah it was it was really really poor, uh, and then rebounds, um, not terrible. I mean they they didn't wax them or anything, but thirty three. What were the final is, numbers? Thirty three to thirty is what I have. I think that's without team rebounds, but eleven offensive rebounds for Michigan State, only three for North, Northwestern. Okay, you know I I gotta say eleven offensive rebounds as a raw stat, is not terrible because Northwestern, at least statistically, has defensive rebounded very well. But MSU didn't do anything with it. Yeah. There were no second-chance points, so the value was minimal because of that. Um, I I don't think it was, you know, to me, coming into a game like this, you need to do better than that. It was, as I say, it wasn't the disaster that the defense was. That to me is where I really focus my ire. But, um, but it wasn't great. Mm. Uh, and pace. It was a, you know, it was a fast paced game. I mean, everything we talked about, about tempo, the way Northwestern was going to play, I think held up, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think they, they did play fast. I, I did mention, I thought Northwestern switching to the zone. Uh, later in the second half was a good move strategically because I, I, I don't think it's much in terms of stopping you from scoring efficiently. And it was okay in that regard. Michigan State didn't attack it very well. But what it did do is force Michigan State to use a lot of clock when they were behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a point that MSU wasn't able to play with pace. For the most part, I think it was as advertised. It was a game that was played relatively fast. And you could see with this Northwestern team that they've got the personnel, I think, to do that well. You know, it fits the guys they've got. Yeah. And then turnovers, as you mentioned, I mean, eight for Michigan State, 12 for Northwestern. So they win that by uh, four. You know, they get 11 rebounds, but can't do anything with them. Well, yeah, so you put those numbers together and you say Michigan State got extra chances to score, right? Yeah, they had 16 um, more attempts total. 
What was the free throw attempt difference? Free throw attempt was um, 10 for Michigan State, 18 for Northwestern. Okay, so still figure probably, let's be generous and say 10 more scoring attempts for Michigan State. Um, If you tell me before a game that there's that differential with any team in Tom Izzo's coaching tenure, I'm going to say the odds of Michigan State winning that game are uh, at least 80%, probably higher. Not the case tonight. And what were the final shooting percentages overall from the floor? 39 for Michigan State, 53 for Northwestern. Yeah, well, 39% is substandard. Don't get me wrong. But Michigan State's won a lot of games where they shot that poorly. Mm. Giving up 53% to the opponent? Yeah, that's not that's not Michigan State basketball. There's your there's your game. Yeah. Right there. And I again, I focus more on that 53. Because if you're a typical Michigan State defense, you set your goal at holding the other team to 40% or less. That's what they do. And and if you did that in this game, it's probably competitive. Even with the way MSU shot, mm. it's probably a competitive game. Very competitive. 14% difference between the two teams, not competitive. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And this, uh, but give MSU credit. They didn't kick it around very much. If they got yeah. it, they'd done that, this thing would have been a disaster. It would have been like uh, the game of West Lafayette last year. Mm. Um, penetration, which is where I felt like they did the worst. I mean, Terrible. they were just terrible. Yeah, it was so bad. I mean, they did. You know, it, it fed into the the low, failure to locate three point shooters was all related to that. But yeah, I mean, how many times did Northwestern guards turn the corner, or like I say, shot fake? That that Aaron Henry play is going to be burned into my memory because we're talking about a guy that I legitimately believe can be the best individual perimeter defender in the country. He is, to my eyes. Thus far this season, he's been as good as anybody. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anybody any better. And tonight he got fried. But he wasn't alone because everybody else did too. Um, Yeah, they were terrible at dribble uh, containment. And this has become a pattern now. Mm -hmm. You know, Notre Dame didn't do very much of that. They didn't have guys to do that. Duke tried to do it, and Michigan State did a pretty good job containing them. Since then, it's been a problem. And tonight, it was a problem against a high major opponent, and you see what happens. You can eke it out against MAC teams or Horizon teams, but you get a Big Ten opponent that's playing well, forget it. Mm-hmm. So they got to they gotta start over. I would be very interested to see what Izzo has to say about the defensive effort and execution, because i got to believe he's irate. <laughs> well, I mean, the guys that were playing, uh, there was—I mean, it, it was only like a thirteen or fourteen point game, and by the time Hoyer or Hoiberg and uh, Sissoko was in there, and yeah. I mean, you could tell that he was—he was, he was right. pissed yeah, by doing exactly. that. Exactly, he wasn't—he was conceding, which was rightly so. They weren't going to win this thing. No, and he wanted to get those guys on the floor, and I think he also wanted to teach some lessons. And he did it during the game, too. You know, he, we talk about how much Rocket sat. Um, Aaron Henry sat at some different points where normally you would expect him to be playing. Mm-hmm. 
right? And that's even considering that Josh was in foul trouble. And he still sat those guys. Because I think, rightly so. It's like if they're not going to play to the level that you expect them to in either effort or execution, hey, it's a time-tested tool that Tom Izzo uses. Playing time. You don't want to play, you're not going to play. If you get my meaning. Mm-hmm. Well, next up, we got Wisconsin on Christmas Day, uh, twelve thirty. So that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they need. Now look, I mean, I, I watched Wisconsin just blow Louisville off the floor. I had half an eye on it. I was mostly watching the Iowa Gonzaga game yesterday, but I, I did have that one on as well. Um, and they just obliterated Louisville. But Louisville's been COVID racked. They haven't had practice very much blah 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 i've seen wisconsin play enough though to know that this is a this is wisconsin you know Mm -hmm. ton of experience they're going to execute they're going to play physically they're not going to foul very much it's it's a team that probably has some limited ceiling in terms of its postseason aspirations i don't know that they've got the guys that that you would look at to make plays when you need to make them to win like a sweet 16 elite eight type game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but in the big 10 title race, absolutely. I mean, they're the team I picked to win it in the preseason. So this is Michigan state. The, the good news is you get an opportunity in pretty short order. You have a little bit of time to work on yourself, but you have an opportunity to erase the taste of this out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. in five days. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is you're facing, because that opportunity exists, what that means is that's a very tough opponent, and you need to step up and play much better. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, the thing is, you know, we've now seen everybody in the t- this supposed top four coming into the season. I'm not sure after today if Rutgers, I'm pretty convinced now they belong on that discussion too. Um, other than Rutgers, everybody's gotten dinged. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I, I do think, and I, I, I'm trying not to be a homer here, I do think that in some ways Michigan State's issues are more fixable than some of the other ones I've seen um, because I've seen these guys play defensively the way that I, that they need to, I've seen them do it. They just need to actually do it consistently. Um, but you know, that's not worth anything if you can't come out and actually do it. Um, you know, you talk about potential till you blew in the face, who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, it's how you play. So, but the, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, Wisconsin, the, the one thing I'm reasonably certain of is I expect Wisconsin to come in and play a sharp game with a high level of effort. And if Michigan State's not prepared to match and surpass that, they're going to have a problem. So, And what a, can we have somebody smudge? Maybe Kyrie Irving can smudge these black uniforms for us. <laughs> I don't know if that worked. Uh what did you think of these new alternate uniforms? Uh, you know, I, I try not to get too caught up in that stuff. I mean, I have, 
I have my I have my opinion, and and my opinion is I, I would say that the the new standard uniform this year is growing on me slightly. Uh-huh. Um, if if we're gonna get into this, I am not a fan of the current trend of asymmetric piping on the side. Mm-hmm. I would rather if you got something coming down the side, I would rather see it on both sides so it's uniform. <laughs> but that's just a uh, that uh, that's not a hill to die on. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Um, I am I am long standing of the opinion that Michigan State has one classic uniform, and that is the script State from the Magic era, and then the Scott Skiles mm-hmm. era, and intermittently they have worn it. Um, I think that should be the standard uniform forever. The school does not agree with that opinion because. <laughs> They have branding stuff and, you know, they've yeah. got standardized logos and things that they want to use. So I, I understand I'm tilting against a windmill with that. But in recent years, they've used the script state a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Um, beyond that, this other stuff where people get uptight about the neon and all that stuff. I, I just, if the players like them, that's fine by me. I don't really care. Um, I wasn't, I, I'm not really a fan of this look per se. I've seen other, it's a Nike thing. Yeah. It comes with watch, the territory. Yeah. Did you watch, well, did you watch the Iowa Gonzaga game yesterday? Iowa yeah. had their version of it. Yeah. Um, so this is clearly a Nike thing. Um, and I'm usually dead set against any of those moves. I like, I, I like the idea of, the script state because that's a Michigan state thing. That is not a Nike move. That's yeah. a Michigan state move. Even bringing back the, um, the, uh, Cleves era, the Reeboks, which they've done. Um, they did last year, I think on a, on a, a one or two occasions, even though I didn't love those uniforms, it's still a Michigan state thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of where I draw my line personally. But again, I can't get that uptight about it. Um, because it's, it's about the kids and, you know, what they like. And then it's beyond that. It's about merchandising for the school. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, uh, any final words on this one, Ron? Got to get a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. That was a, got to get a lot better. That's, That's a, a rough now look, watch. we, we should, uh, to, to bring just a moment's, reason and caution to the table here because it's easy for people to go overboard um even really good michigan state teams have had games like this i point you i mentioned it earlier that game at west lafayette last year yeah was a total nightmare total nightmare and the year before it was pretty much the same deal you know um they've had really bad nights before and and so i'm not ready by a long shot to suggest that hey we just gotta you know hopefully get a bid i mean come on not gonna go overboard this is game one of 20 but but what it does is it sets a level and so now it's about you know and and if you want to be an optimist this would be what I would suggest is the optimistic take. Michigan State just got depanced. Okay. And now they know. Mm-hmm. 
And so they didn't manage to scrape by. I mean, if they had won this game, and again, I'm not trying to spin this, but I, I do believe this because I've said it a few times. They they got exactly what they deserved in this game. So the outcome is what should have happened based on the way they played. Mm. If they had somehow pulled this off and won it playing the way that they did, I don't know that that's the best thing for this team's development in the long run. Mm. You know, what I saw tonight was a team that just didn't have a good enough idea of how hard it needs to play, how, maybe how hard it needs to practice. I don't know. Izzo hasn't bitched about the practices, but, um, you know, they, they needed this clearly because they played the way they played. So when you play poorly, you know, people say that's a sign of a good team, right? That they can play a shitty basketball and still find a way to win. That's true to an extent. But this team hasn't demonstrated enough yet for me to buy into that. I think they actually needed to lose a game where they played badly and, and get embarrassed and suffer what they're suffering right now to have hope of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely think you're right there. I mean, if you you know win this game and it's weaker, it just kind of reinforces bad behaviors. <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Right. It's got, Guys don't have to really be as honest with themselves as they need to be coming out of this. Because this is, okay, now the gauntlet's been thrown down. It's you just played the team that everybody picked for last in the league and you just got whipped. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I don't think Northwestern's going to finish last from what I've seen. But they're also not, I still wouldn't pick them higher than like 12th, something like that, you know? So it's still, it's not great, you know, if you expect to contend for a title. So what are you going to do about it? Well, now you found out. Now you found out what this gets you. This kind of effort gets you, it gets you whipped. So how are you going to change that? That's, and if you, if you find a way to skate by in this game, I, I, I think when you are facing Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Rutgers, Michigan, Ohio State, these teams, um, you're gonna, you've got a much better chance of being found wanting. Mm-hmm. And, and you might not figure it out in time for it to make a difference. So. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll put a bow on that one and then, uh, we'll get the preseason or the pregame up for Wisconsin here in the next few days. And until then, a final four is not on the schedule. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.